Welcome to Energy Transitions, a podcast brought to you by Endless Europe and Friends. In this series, we will spotlight the people and projects driving change and innovation in Europe's energy sector. You can download this and all other episodes on endlit-europe.com slash podcasts. Now, let's start today's conversation. Hello and welcome. I'm Kelvin Ross and I'm joined today by Karim Amin, who is the Executive Vice President of the Generation Division of Siemens Energy. Uh, Karim, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Kelvin, for having me. Um, Siemens Energy is is still a, a fairly new entity, and so I first wondered, first of all, if you could just explain the the, the comp components of the new business and and how you would sum up Siemens Energy. Well, Siemens Energy is um, a spin-off of Siemens AG, meant to be a hundred percent pure play energy player uh, that has the elements of generation, uh, transmission as well as industrial applications, including oil and gas. We're also uh, very active in technologies of the future, uh, including hydrogen, uh, different sorts of storage technology. Um, and really the, the objective of the company is to be leading the transformation of uh, the energy system from today, which is pretty much entrenched into uh, fossil and, and CO2 technologies into the uh, energy system of tomorrow uh, that really cater for sustainable, affordable, reliable uh, energy systems that is also uh, carbon free. Okay, so and so in that, in a, in a, a, a decarbonized future and, and a, a currently decarbonizing world, what role exactly does Siemens Energy, Siemens Energy play in that transition? Well, um, as I think uh, uh, you know, and, and many of our listeners would uh, agree, uh, it's a journey. And I think uh, uh, nobody has the ultimate answer of what is the shortest path from point A to point B. It's pretty much um, customized journey uh, when you look at utilities and um, uh, lar large scale power producers or you look at um, industrial applications. I think uh, everybody put uh, is very clear that there are commitments coming also from the UN uh, resolutions with regards to uh, reducing CO2 emissions. And there is an individual journey that needs to be carved out and developed uh, for every a group of customers or geographies. Uh, and this is what we are really uh, focusing on as our key strategy in Siemens Energy. We want to be the partner of choice, having a palette of um, uh, technologies, business models, uh, but also uh, ideas that could be assembled and customized for each uh, customer or partner uh, leading the, the transformation journey towards the decarbonization. Mm -hmm. You spoke there about how, how that differs with, with different geographies. Uh, so I guess, you know, although you say you're, you're planning a, a bespoke solution, that, that, that solution would look very different in Europe from how it would in Asia and you know, how it would in the, in the US, for example. Exactly. And it also would differ, and I will talk about the regions, but it also would differ de depending on the application. A um, couple of days ago, I was visiting a, 
uh, one of the major smelters uh, in the in, in the region Middle East, and uh, they have a specific process, uh, industrial process, and the decarbonization of this industrial process is completely different than that of petrochemical, is completely different than that of food and beverage, and they all have uh, CO2 reduction targets. Uh, so that, that's what I also mean by uh, it's, it's individual, and uh, it's really into the discussions of what matters uh, to this specific industry and uh, uh, how could you really also use the existing assets and the existing setups that they have uh, to decarbonize. In many cases, it's uh, step by step, but in some cases also there are radical changes. Um, but coming back to the regions, I think you would see part of the world that really looks at um, uh, coal to gas shift. And there you have uh, you know massive journey into reducing the CO2 from from coal-fired power plants and going into high-efficient uh, gas-fired power plants, going also into renewables, uh, but also going into grid stabilization uh, to to manage the complexity of of the intermittence from the renewables. In some other parts of the world, uh, we see it, for example, in Asia, uh, there is a and also in Europe to a certain extent. There is also a clear shift from um, nuclear. You know, the nuclear power plants are being shutting down. And these are massive generation capacities that has real tangible impact on the grids and cannot be just filled with um, uh, you know, solar parks or solar PVs. So uh, there needs to be a much more sophisticated uh, solution for this. And that's why I, I started our discussion with the elements of it needs to be sustainable, absolutely. It needs to be affordable as well and reliable. And, and these are the cornerstones of this um, individualized journeys. And I'm guessing for in a, in a lot of those cases that you've just highlighted, um, at the heart of a, of a, lot of the, a lot of those solutions would be gas turbines that have, have been on having been you know a a, a standard if, if you like but you know ever evolving piece of equipment have suddenly found themselves viewed as and and this is tr probably true of gas more broadly as, as really the enabler of the energy transition and i'm wondering how you see what what does the future look like for gas turbines in, in a low carbon world i think the future of the uh, large gas turbines is is not going to be um, as it's past uh to be very clear and uh, uh that's also for us in siemens energy okay i mean we are not per se uh in the gas turbine business we are in the power generation business uh and and that's what really matters um i was also having some discussions with um, uh internally with colleagues but also externally and said before the gas turbines we were doing uh, steam turbines and before the steam turbines we've been doing something else and and tomorrow uh, we would also be doing uh, uh, you know more of hybrid solutions more of system integration uh, rather than the central combined cycle uh, large gas which dominated the business in the last 20-30 years um, but I, I want to tell you that uh, Siemens Energy has also a huge portfolio uh, from two megawatt gas engines that is really needed in uh, remote areas, in smaller applications, very decentral applications. We are also uh, the market leader in, uh, in medium-sized gas turbines. Uh, 
which is typically used for industrial applications like the one I talked about, uh, and is also in, um, in, in Peaker's application. Uh, and this is a very uh, interesting and, and growing market uh, because it really makes a step change towards the reliability, affordability, as, as well as the sustainability. Uh, but gas turbines alone are not enough, right? So we need to see how to combine uh, the gas turbine or the uh, more reliable, I would say, uh, element of, of generation that has uh, lowest impact on CO2 emission and um, environmental friendly with pure renewables uh, that, that really will give us uh, another step towards decarbonization with storage uh, that will make the whole, the whole thing more robust and, and reliable, and even adding uh, new elements on, in the portfolio, uh, like hydrogen co-firing or like heat pumps, this, this system optimization, take it on uh, a factory level or a certain process in an industry, take it on a city, take it in a country, is uh, providing numerous uh, opportunities of combinations uh, that ultimately is solving for a lower CO2, but in the same time, making sure that the society and the economy is really served with the affordable and reliable energy it needs to uh, flourish. So what you're saying there is, is that there's no one-size-fits-all solution. It's really a, a, a building a, a system, a, a suite of solutions and, 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 and combining where necessary to find what whatever is the, the 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 best the perfect fit for an industry a a country a continent a city whatever it might be exactly and that's where I see uh, Siemens Energy comes in it's not anymore for me and for us uh, producer and the developer of of gas turbine per se but it's really uh, a partner, a trusted partner that could work with uh, its ecosystem to use this suite of uh, portfolio elements and find the right solution for the right application or for the right geography. Mm -hmm. If you touched a bit on, on storage and hydrogen, I wonder if you could just explain a bit more what you think, what, what are the key enabling technologies to, to get to a, a, a decarbonized future? Those presumably are, are two of them. Storage must be central. Yeah, uh, storage I think is is the game changer in the future. Storage is the game changer, and and storage is uh, uh, comes in different in different shapes and forms. I mean, the electrical storage using batteries is is a matter of uh, industrialization scale, uh, having really reliable technology that could uh, store uh, large amounts of electricity at say reliable and affordable prices so here is it's it's the game is uh, how to how do you industrialize that and reach the economies of scale and the maturity of the um, uh, technology and then you have the other forms of storage uh, chemical storage uh, for example like the hydrogen uh, and that's a completely different economy i mean here you're talking about feedstock supply chain uh, cost of of the green hydrogen uh, which, which really what matters, that is green, and uh, uh, have, let's say, uh, less impact on the environment versus the hydrogen that you get from hydrocarbons and, and the gas. Uh, and, and there is 
delta between this cost and that cost. The green hydrogen is, is still too expensive. Um, uh, hence, there is discussions around subsidy, feasibility, etc. But uh, we will get there. If you, if you see how the prices of batteries and, and wind parks, etc., solar PV, uh, performed over the next 10 years, even five years, it's impressive. And, and I think uh, we are on the same projectile also for, for hydrogen. The question is uh, how fast this will happen and what are the uh, elements that would help this uh, to really accelerate, including regulation, uh, you know, CO2 pricing, and so on. And, and of those elements that, that might accelerate that um, the uh, wide adoption of hydrogen, which one, which one do you think is key? Which one would really open the door to and, and accelerate things? Is it regulation? Is it carbon pricing? Is it maybe something completely different? Um, I think the most important uh, two things are the regulation and the CO2 pricing. Uh, the technology itself um, will come, will follow, and we see it happening right now. Um, so I, I don't think that the technology is, is the bottleneck. Um, if the factors for uh, scaling up coming really from uh, the CO2 pricing that would then make uh, green hydrogen feasible and uh, the government regulations points the, the industry towards that, uh, I think these two elements would, would take us immediately to the next level faster than we think. And I, I see it uh, happening already right now. There is no uh, strategic discussion we have with our customers or partners or uh, you know, in the industry that does not tackle uh, uh, hydrogen. It doesn't mean that it's uh, uh, just a buzzword. I think uh, everybody knows that uh, it needs to be decoded and uh, the formula out of this needs to work. But um, you know, everybody's busy right now seeing um, what is the best way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, the hydrogen is on a fascinating journey and, and it'll be interesting to see you know, how, how, how fast that journey uh, progresses. Um, you, you've talked about how yeah, Siemens Energy is, is evolving all, all the time, um, you know, keeping pace with the, the demands of the energy transition. So I wonder if, if it's possible to, to even speculate, what will Siemens Energy look like in a, in a climate neutral 2050? I hope before 2050. Um, I hope before 2050. I think, uh, as, as I told you, we, we, it, it first starts with uh, really identifying who you are and uh, uh, not protecting the past. And, and this is a very, it's, it's, it's a matter of mindset first, right? And uh, uh, for me and for my, for my colleagues, we are clear, uh, we, are, we don't identify ourselves with a specific product. We identify ourselves with uh, the outcome and and what the market wants and what the society demands and uh, uh, we see that we are in the energy uh, business and the energy business had certain fundamentals in the past uh, there was ways of, of, of working in the energy and these ways are changing uh, and we will change uh, I think the, the the real issue here is um, what how do you do it? And it, it, it cannot happen over time. Uh, sorry, it cannot happen except over time. You don't, you cannot do it overnight. Um, we are moving towards uh, th this uh, CO2 neutral 
by a number of, of steps. Uh, first, we are in investing and innovating in uh, the solutions of the future. So you, we talked about hydrogen. Let us let us take this as an example. We invest a lot in uh, electrolyzer itself. So the unit that uh, produces hydrogen, uh, and that's one integral part of our portfolio. How can we do this cheaper? How can we scale it up? How can we go to the uh, levels that is needed for commercialization? Um, how can we find the other alternatives of, of technology. There are a number of technologies there. One element, right? I think the other element is uh, looking at uh, sector coupling. Right? So uh, using the hydrogen as a uh, storage medium is is one element of it. But you know, tying it to mobility or tying it to other industries like uh, fertilizers, etc. Uh, or even sometimes looking at co-firing. And instead of firing uh, 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 natural gas, you fire a mix of natural gas and, and hydrogen and going with this mix from 10%, 20% to 50, 60 uh, and, and higher. Uh, we invest in this uh, R&D-wise, et cetera. So to sum it up for you, I look at our fleet and Siemens Energy has one of the largest uh, uh, fleets uh, in the world. Uh, so one of the main uh, companies that have running power plants in the world. Imagine uh, a focused effort in transforming this fleet from, you know, coal to gas, and then from gas to gas and hydrogen with increasing percentage of, of this hydrogen. A huge step in, in decarbonization. And then take the next step uh, in, in, in this direction, uh, integrate re renewables. And we have uh, renewable power right now in our grids like never before. It's, it's percentage of renewable that nobody has seen before. Our grids are not designed for that. Our grids were built uh, for central generation and then distribution. Right now you have uh, intermittence and you have decentral. And here comes our... Uh, transmission business in Siemens Energy, the second bit, right? So uh, connecting what we are doing on the generation side with what we are doing um, uh, with, the, with the transmission, we understand grids, we understand how they are built. Many of the grids in, uh, around the world are actually uh, either designed or uh, delivered by Siemens or a large percentage of it. Uh, so we understand this and, and we, have, we have data, we have history, uh, how it worked and, and when is the peak, etc. Uh, and then uh, sector coupling or, or coupling this with the industry and looking at our third pillar, which is our industrial applications. And here you really need to understand how the industry works, right? What do they need? Uh, it's not only electricity, it's also uh, heat, it's, it's uh, steam, it's compressed air. Uh, it's the digital uh, suite that connects all this together and optimizing it. This is, I think, which uh, the opportunities which we look at, and that's why we are excited about Siemens Energy as pure play, because we think we can really make a difference if we uh, work on these three fronts I mentioned and look at new innovations, but in the same time, uh, what is existing already as assets we are able, you know, together with our ecosystems, with our partners and customers, to also optimize this and move it to the next level. Uh, and uh, one final question: 
given uh, the huge amount of innovation that's going on in the in the, in the energy sector and just to, yeah, as we've established well, what an exciting place it is is to be what would you say to someone who's considering going into work in, into the energy sector what would you say to them yeah i i would connect from my from my previous uh, uh, message i think it's a, a very very important and critical industry uh, and it goes into phases. Uh, there is the next level of innovation. Uh, electricity uh, is, is going to be more and more needed in the future uh, as we go into uh, electric uh, vehicles and uh, a lot of electrification is happening around us. And right now, when things are a bit open for innovation, creativity, etc., is also an opportunity for, for a lot of people that um, you know like to uh, think outside the box and leave a fingerprint and uh, that's how i look at it uh, and that's many of my colleagues are looking at it i think we really have a rare opportunity uh, to be sitting exactly at the intersection where um, an older i would say era is winding down and new chapters are being written karim that's a great note to end on thank you very much for your time today um, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Calvin. You've been listening to Energy Transitions, a podcast brought to you by Enlit Europe and friends. You can listen again and hear all other episodes on enlit-europe.com slash podcasts. And don't forget to catch up on our other great digital content on our 365 platform, enlit-europe.com.